You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. Um, this is episode 64, which is going to be a review of a movie that just came out uh, this past weekend. Uh, it's called The Foreigner, and it stars um, Jackie Chan. Uh, this movie is actually really good. I mean, the previews, the previews, uh, to me, made the movie look pretty amazing. Like, I had expected kind of, like, pretty good things, uh, from the movie. And having watched it, um, I wasn't disappointed. Um, and it was actually, like, a little bit of nostalgia for me. Just because when I saw that this movie starred Jackie Chan, I was like, holy shit, I haven't fucking seen a <laughs> like a really good Jackie Chan movie in a while. And I mean, the thing is, is Jackie Chan's a pretty busy dude. Like, he's a huge action star in China as well. Um, and so, like, I mean, he's still been doing a fuckload of movies, um, you know, overseas. And so, just because he hasn't really been in a crap ton of stuff in... Uh, in the states, uh, as far as like I knew at the time, he just does um, cartoons. Yeah, I mean he's he's done a ton of stuff. <laughs> I mean, like for me, you know, when I see like Jackie Chan, you know, starring in these movies, like it takes me like all the way back to like fucking I don't I can't I don't know if it's junior high. It's like junior high slash high school time because one of the first movies that I saw um, that Jackie Chan was in was actually Super Cop. Um, which fucking came out in like 92 and then, you know, he came out with a bunch of other movies after, um, Legend of the Drunken Master, uh, Rumble in the Bronx, uh, Mr. Nice Guy, Who Am I, Rush Hour, I mean, he, you know, that was between 92 and 98, um, you know, and then he did a bunch of like more mainstream stuff, um, when he did, uh, god dang it, what am I thinking of, uh, Shanghai Noon, and I think that had like... Owen Wilson in it, right? And yeah. Then, um, then he was in The Accidental Spy, which was another big one. And, of course, uh, Rush Hour. I'm forgetting that one. But he did Rush Hour, which had Chris Tucker, which was a... You know, they ended up doing a Rush Hour 2. Um, I mean, he did a movie, The Tuxedo, which was actually kind of another, um, you know, bigger-budgeted film that was, you know, a little more mainstream. You know, and then, of course, you're talking about Rush Hour 3, Kung Fu Panda, and all these other movies that he's done and so as i'm checking um his imdb page and i mean not to say that like the last movie he did was like kung fu panda because he's done other stuff like the karate kid and you know a bunch of other stuff as it, we as you fast forward um through the list of movies that uh, he's been involved in um he, he was also a voice actor for um master Wu in the lego ninjago movie and you know, now he's got the foreign movie in 2017, but his IMDb shows that they've greenlit um, The Karate Kid 2, playing Mr. Hanigan. And I, I don't know if they're, um, the the kid that uh, was in the original Karate Kid, was that like the Smith kid? It was. I, I wonder if they would have him again, or if they're just going to find a different kid. I doubt it, because what's he going to do? Show up in a skirt and be like, woo, it's time to party. Yeah, he's a little odd, that one. Um, so, uh, but that was just announced. 
And then there's another announcement um, for Shanghai Dawn, which uh, initially I, was, I saw Shanghai and I'm like, oh, is it going to be like a, you know, a continuation of like the Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon? Um, and it would appear that it is because as far as the cast, huh. it shows Owen Wilson as being Royal Bannon in this uh, Shanghai Dawn movie. So, you know, they're continuing that uh, that Shanghai series of films so there's going to be this third movie that uh is just announced but it doesn't have like any sort of you know date as to you know when that's expected and then what's rumored and although i don't know i mean rumored uh, you know possible pre-production is rush hour four um which again is another you know bigger you know series of movies along with the shanghai series of movies which I'm assuming is probably going to have Chris Tucker, so let's give this a little click real quick. And, of course, it has uh, Chris Tucker on there. So because he's obviously, not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, he's so uh, he's on board. Um, and then there's just a, a bunch of other movies that look like they might be uh, overseas. Um, but anyways, still a busy dude. I was super hyped about you know Jackie Chan being in this movie. And the thing is, too, is that you know a lot of these other movies that he's been in, um, you know, there's always kind of a common theme. It's so it's almost like he's like typecast into like a particular role. So like in previous movies, he's always like Inspector So and So from Hong Kong, who's working closely with you know an FBI or CIA person as part of like a joint effort to whatever. So like he's always like some sort of inspector from like China or Shanghai or whatever. Um, and then you know there's other movies where it's all comedy. So he's either in some sort of kung fu comedy or he's in some sort of film where he is a Chinese cop from overseas where the U.S. doesn't know he's here or, you know, he's working as a joint task force, you know, from Hong Kong or something like that. But it's always like his, you know, it's always, uh, you know, one of those two things. And and I think he'd even kind of talked in an interview about the fact that that's the difference between the movies that he does for Hollywood and the movies that he does when he's in China. Is that in China, he makes a lot of serious movies. He makes a lot of movies that, you know, don't require him to be funny in his kung fu or, you know, or, you know, obviously don't like pigeonhole him to, you know, play a particular character. Um, you know, he says, Hey, look, I can do a movie with some suspense. I can, you know, be serious in a movie. Um, and it's, so this movie was that movie where it kind of breaks the mold from what you're used to seeing from Jackie Chan coming in and doing a Hollywood movie with a big release. And so, you know, you obviously, you got that feeling that this was a different movie from everything that Jackie Chan has done from previous Hollywood releases watching the trailer. You know, the trailer shows him, you know, taking his daughter to, you know, get a dress for um, a dance. And then there's a terrorist attack that ends up killing her. He spirals into a depression and now he wants to figure out what the hell happened and who did it. And so, you know, when you see this trailer, you know, you know that there's going to be a, you know, this is obviously going to be a different kind of Jackie Chan movie that you're used to seeing if you never, if you'd never watch 
any of the stuff that he does overseas. I've watched some of the movies that have released um, in in China, and you know they're great films. But um, you know, with this with this movie, um, you know, you just you know that you know that there's going to be a bit of difference, um, you know. But at the same time, there's been a bunch of movies that have come out lately where you are like, okay, well, this is different for Jackie Chan, but there's been a lot of movies out lately that kind of seem to be the this type of movie. You know, like Liam Neeson with Taken. I mean, yeah, mm. no. You know, his, his daughter was killed in an explosion, and now he's trying to figure out who did it, and now he's going to try to, you know, exact revenge on these people that killed his daughter. So, I mean... And this one, yeah, his daughter's dead, and Liam Neeson's one, you know, his kid was, you know, his kid was abducted, um, you know, but it's the same kind of thing where you're like, oh, yeah, this is an unassuming dad, but now he's got special forces, you know, background, and now he's, you know, taking, you know, taking the justice to the bad guys, you know, and kind of running circles around everybody. And so you, 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 you know, you look at that, and you're kind of like, okay, is this one of those movies? You know, because there's other movies like that that just aren't Liam Neeson movies, and, you know, they kind of fit a, a certain mold. But I think with this one, even though um, it looks similar to that, um, in a lot of ways it's different, you know. So in this one, um, you know he, you know the the attack takes place in London, and he he lives in the UK, but he'd immigrated from the UK from China, and you know you start to find out that he has like a very tragic backstory, you know, where his, you know, wife was killed, that he had other daughters that were killed, and that the daughter that died was his last member of his family and his last kid. And, um, you know, and obviously that, you know, hits him, you know, really hard because he's like, I couldn't protect this, these family members. And now this happens to my last daughter and I don't really have anything else to live for. And you find out that, you know, he's not just some dad with a little bit of training and he kind of, you know, goes off and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's this badass. You know, you find out that he had a lot of um, ex-special forces training from way back and that a lot of his special forces training came from the U.S. military and that he was involved in, like, Vietnam and some other stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that's redacted in his files. And so, like, he was involved in some high-level shit. And so, um, you know, the other part of the backstory is is that there's a guy that's, um, you know, essentially in charge in the Northern Ireland uh, sector who's played by uh, Pierce Brosnan, who, great actor. Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know, in this film, you're like, okay... This motherfucker's involved somehow. But then, like, as you start to watch the movie, you're like, well, fuck, maybe he's not. Because, like, you know, the, you know, he's playing it like, hey, I'm trying to find out who these bad guys are. And so you ask yourself, like, how is this, you know, government official that's linked to the Brits, who's Irish in the movie, and who's, you know, a head in Northern Ireland, and somehow knows IRA guys? How is this guy, like, uh, a member of the the um, the government, and so you find out that in his earlier days in his youth, he was involved with the IRA very heavily. That he had gotten in trouble, but he basically turned his life around 
you know, tried to make a change through, like, you know, government involvement, and that he had, you know, seemingly left his past behind, but still had some IRA ties from, you know, back in the day and people that have, you know, since grown up and, you know, would seem to have moved on. But, you know, you find out that this attack um, that took place that killed his daughter was, um, the responsibility was claimed by what was the real IRA. The authentic. The authentic IRA. And so this authentic IRA is, you know, supposed to, is assumed to be this rogue sect of IRA that nobody knows who the fuck they are. And so, you know, Pierce Brosnan's character is trying to figure out who they are because he's, you know, got his feet to the fire from, you know, the British government that's trying to figure out who they are and they know that he's the go-to guy. But at the same time, he has an ulterior motive because he has a cousin as well as, you know, there's some other IRA members that are still imprisoned. And so he's like, hey, look, if you pardon some of these guys, you know, the IRA is going to be a lot more likely to cooperate with you. And so initially you look at that and you're like, oh, man, this motherfucker, that's what he's, that's his whole game. You know, but then you kind of find out later that it's not necessarily that way. So it seems. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, so there's a lot to it. Um, But, you know, Jackie Chan's character, I mean... Some of the scenes that he's in, you know, where he's, you know, seemingly, you know, in pain, you know, he's he's suffering, he's grieving. I mean, there's some scenes that, I, contrary to what Amanda would say, I'm a pretty put-together dude when it comes to movies. But they're, you know, if it's sad, you know, it, it can, uh, you know, get to me. It can make my eyes a little watery, you know. Why would I not agree with that? Well, because you, you said They're before, tool. you said before, you're like, you cry at everything. Like, you always cry. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I never cry. I mean, you made it sound like I'm a fucking crier. I've never said that. <gasps> yes, you have. It was, I can't remember when it was, but you said it. I, I never said like, it. Stop giving shifty eyes. And I never said it. <laughs> anyway, but there's. Because I never said it. That's a, why you're choking. No. Because I never said it. <clears throat> no, it's actually because I'm thirsty. I need to drink never some of this juice. Never Never said it. You know, but, um, you know, in in this movie, there's a lot of sad parts. I mean, there's some there's some shit that happens in the movie where you're just like, holy shit. And, you know, on, on you know, to, to be, you know, to think about it from, you know, Jackie Chan, I mean, like, he, he really looks like he's hurting in the movie. I mean, his acting ability is really great. I mean, not just on the level of, like, his ability as far as, like, choreographed fighting is always been good and even though he's an older cat he's still doing all, all of his own stunts and uh you know so with that being with that being said his acting ability it will surprise you i think um and so but you know as a parent you know you see him you know hurting in in segments of this movie and i'm just like shit man you know like if like what what would i do like what the fuck would i do if you know, I lost my daughter like that. Like it, you're just like, oh man, you know, the raw emotion that you see in the film, um, you know, really does something to you. But, um, it's really satisfying, you know, watching some of the scenes where, you know, he, he's, you know, putting together bombs and like, he's hitting these guys and he's trying to figure out, you know, what information these guys know about because he wants to hunt the motherfuckers down that, you know, killed his daughter. And he's really good at it, you know, and he's running circles around these guys, but, I mean, he's not walking away from these fights unscathed, you know, like, 
you know, like, uh, you know, like some sort of ghost. I mean, he's getting injured. He's getting hurt, getting shot. You know, he's getting, getting fucked up, you know, trying to fight these younger guys. Um, you know, but he seemingly, he, he still manages to make it happen because at the end of the day, um, you know, even though he's a little older, you know, experience is, you know, what matters. And, um, you know, overall the action, the choreography, you know, the, you know, the fight scenes were all pretty fantastic. And this is another one of those, um, you know, movies where there were some scenes that, you know, were, um, you know, predictable at times, you know, but there was also a lot of stuff where you're kind of like, oh shit, well, this motherfucker was involved. I had no idea, you know? So, I mean, there were some things where like they were glaringly obvious, like you knew somebody was involved, but then you, you find out later in the movie that, you know, there was somebody else that was involved the whole time and like, you know, you would have never guessed it. And what was funny is when we were watching the film, there was a scene, um, what was it? You'd mentioned something, and then I swear immediately after you said it, it happened. What was it? When he had his nephew kill his wife. Right, yeah. So there's this scene um, that where they basically find out that the nephew's kind of has the hots for Pierce Brosnan's wife. You know, what you don't know is that Pierce Brosnan's actually cheating on his wife with a, with a younger gal. And so what he doesn't know is that his nephew, who is, you know, one of his guys, who's kind of a decorated military dude, that he is um, sleeping with Pierce Brosnan's wife. And so he ends up finding out about it. Um, but he also finds out that the wife has kind of been in cahoots with some other players in the IRA um, because she's mad at him for something that happened a long time ago where his brother died and there were some people responsible for it. And, you know, he'd kind of left that violent IRA life behind, which pissed off his wife because she basically saw it as like him going soft at the wrong time. She expected him to kind of avenge her family and he didn't. And so she basically hated him and had harbored some hate for him for some time that apparently he wasn't really aware of. And so... Because her brother died. Not his brother. Right, I I meant her brother. I mean, why would she be mad at his brother dying? But, yeah, yeah, you're correct. So, um, you know, this whole, you know, he seemingly doesn't know about any of this. And, you know, what ends up happening is he's fucking pissed, obviously, because his nephew's sleeping with the wife, but, you know, the wife is fucking double-crossing him and doing all the shit behind his back, making his life more difficult than it is. And so when this all happens... Uh, Amanda turns to me and looks and says, oh, you know, it'd be crazy if Pierce Brosnan makes the nephew go kill her. And then, like, I swear, it segues to the next scene. You hear a knock at the door. It's Pierce Brosnan's wife. She opens it, and it's the fucking nephew standing with the gun. Blow! Shoots him right in the face. And I'm just like, I just, like, I died laughing, which is funny. I mean, there were, like, 20 other people in the theater, and they were just kind of like, oh! And I'm like, ha-ha, you know, I, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, man, this guy's laughing at somebody getting shot in the face. But I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't laughing because it was comedic per se. I was laughing because, like, she knew it was going to happen, and it just said it. Um, I thought it was funny. I really did. Because that's how you do. I mean, sometimes I giggle at that kind of stuff, but, I mean, I, I wasn't, it wasn't, like, laugh out loud funny. It was just because of what you had said. Um, 
I mean, that's the only logical conclusion to that. I mean, he told him he had two things he had to do. I mean. Yeah, he did. Well, but he said, and then I'll be done with you. So you're like, is he going to kill him? Right? But he doesn't kill him. He's just like, you got to go back to New York. You know, so. um, You know, but, um, you know, pretty much. um, I mean, there's a lot to the movie, though. Yeah. You really need to go see it. Right. For all of it to make sense. Yeah, and I I would definitely go see it because there's a lot of shit that goes on. And, like, as best as I'm trying to explain like some of the stuff that's going on there's a lot of like back and forth and like this guy might be involved but no he's not involved but there's like multiple people involved in these things and um you know there's just a lot of shit to follow and so it it would be it would literally take a really long time to kind of explain in great detail like how the movie goes from point a to point b so i'll just say that action wise lots of action really cool choreography is awesome but that's what you come to expect from like jackie chan being you know always involved in that kind of uh you know choreography process and you know it's apparent that he's still doing his own stunts um that his acting ability is better than you probably think it is in terms of like something more dramatic and suspenseful um and you know overall the storyline from uh you know beginning to end at no point is it really slow it just builds and builds and builds and it's completely satisfying to watch him, like, exact revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the thing is, too, is in this movie, the police aren't necessarily, they're not necessarily painted as being <laughs> inept. You know, a lot of times it's like, goddamn, police don't do anything. You know, they're just fucking one step behind the whole time. And it, it's never really that, it doesn't, it's never really the case. You know, they're just, they're working the case, and they're trying to find clues, and there's a whole lot of shit going on. And so it's not necessarily that the police weren't involved or they couldn't, you know, they just couldn't get the job done, that he had to do it. He just wasn't patient. You know, he wanted answers now because he had nothing nothing else to live for and didn't want to wait. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, you know, the police end up, you know, getting some of the guys. And in some cases, he had to try to beat the police there, you know, because he wanted to get his revenge before these, you know, police officers, you know, lock some of these dudes up. So, um, you know, it was actually kind of satisfying to see that, you know, the police were doing their job, you know, they were on top of everything, you know, in some cases he had to kind of undermine the police in order to, you know, get what he wanted done because it wasn't a matter of just them being inept. It was just that, you know, he was an angry father at the end of the day. So I would definitely go see that movie. Um, it, it just came out this past weekend. And, um, like, I mean, if you enjoy any of his prior movies or just a good action flick in general or drama, this is the movie to see. So, um, you know, with that being said, that, uh, wraps up, uh, episode 64. Um, so thanks for listening. I'm Jesse with Amanda saying goodbye. Bye.